Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Welcome to episode 42 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four Ride Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Pokemon Home. And I'm Doug, also known as Ikibuli, and I'm Team Pokemon Sleep. You sounded so excited for that. I, sleep. It's like sleeping, like oh. sleep. Uh, yeah, I, I got what you're doing now. I got what you're doing. <laughs> On. To listen to the show, you can find us on 4RedRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Miro Guide, Pod Directory, Double Twist, Swell Radio, Player.fm, Google Play Music, and Spotify. If we add any more, I'm going to run out of breath. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. We are back again. With a yeah. whole new episode, with a whole lot of news, but because there's so much news, we decided we need someone to help us out with all this news. Yes. So we brought along someone. You heard him on the show before. You know him. You love him. It's Lee. You may call me Professor Spruce, or in fact, <laughs> Pokemon Professor. <laughs> What's going on, Prof? <laughs> oh, everything. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's lots and lots of news. We've been waiting for so long. Oh, my God. And yes, it's here. The news we've been waiting for. The first official, I would say, like, this is like our first really big Pokemon Sword and Shield news. Yeah, it's like our first uh, info dump. Yeah. And uh, what but, uh, a dump it is. Why did I just <laughs> say that? <laughs> I was trying so hard not to do that joke. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, before we get into the big dump, I, I did it. Um, we're going to talk about something that happened last week first. Yeah, we haven't officially talked on the podcast about any of the news that came out of the Pokemon press conference. And so we're going to do some of that here as well. So even though we were tweeting about it and stuff, we figured we might as well just smash all the info together. So, uh, yeah, we got we got that stuff, too. Yeah. But before we get into that, I just want to say, Doug, you did a yes. great job on these notes. Well, thank you. <laughs> you are amazing. I don't know what I would do without you. Uh, you you'd be fine. It'd be okay. <laughs> the show wouldn't be as good. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh my gosh, you're gonna make me blush. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so on May 28th of 2019, because mm-hmm. you need to know the year for this. Of course. Um, we had the Pokemon press conference. Yeah, and, and I wasn't really sure what that was going to entail, but uh, there was a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, there was, including one thing 
I'm very excited about. Before we get into that, the first thing that they announced was Detective Pikachu is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yes, yes, yes. It sounds like it's going to have like an alternate ending or something, or it's like a sequel. I'm not really sure what this is, honestly. I believe, I think it's a sequel, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was basically like a, a remastered, expanded version of it, because I believe I keep outing myself as having not finished that game and then continuing to not finish the game. But I believe there is somewhat of a cliffhanger of some kind that they want to resolve. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to resolve it in a whole game or if they're just going to extend the game. Not sure. I would hope that there would be a whole new game because then that would mean a whole new movie. Yeah, and it would be kind of a not impossible, but sort of a pain in the butt to take the game from the two screens of the 3DS to just the Switch. I suppose you could... Like there are definitely ways to do it and you could very easily just turn your console, you know, like turn the actual switch screen itself, but you can't do that with your TV. So, and then there's the fact that, I mean, why would considering detective Pikachu came out what last year? Oh, uh, it came out. Well, yeah, here it came out last year for sure. Right. I think it's been out in Japan for at least a couple or a few years, at least 2016 or 2017. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Longer than that. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I would take back what I was going to say was that, uh, you know, why would they put that much manpower in such a short period of time on a uh, remaster or a uh, or a port mm-hmm. when that could be better spent on a sequel? But that that's just me, though. I think it's supposed to be a sequel, but I was rereading like their language, at least on their tweets, and it's not clear. But I feel like in the yeah. press conference, they said it was a whole new game. I don't know that that means a brand new game from the ground up, though. <laughs> I think they could argue that it's a whole new experience on the Nintendo Switch. And have it still be the same game. (laughs) Maybe they're going to re-release it for the Switch and also release a sequel on the Switch. Uh, I could see them doing that as sort of a, here's a new game and here's a download code for the original. Yeah. Something like that. But Um, uh, I'm excited. More more Detective Pikachu is is good in my my book. Hey, Kyle. Yeah. Remember remember when we discussed, I I was laughing at this uh, so hard the other day, like just to myself. Uh, remember when we discussed whether or not Detective Pikachu would make over $2 billion? <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna come close. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Sorry, I, I've been constantly checking to see how Avengers Endgame has been doing compared to uh, Avatar. Yeah, and it it's, is it's close. close. It's not there yet. Because I keep checking as well. I need but, to go uh, see the movie like 10 more times. Yeah, but I have not checked to see what the, the current box office for Detective Pikachu is. It, it's also the type of movie that doesn't need to have a massive box office because it's tied into merchandise as well. Yeah. Um, and they're not, you know, them doing a sequel, I don't think relies on it being a smash. I think it just needed to succeed. And I think it did that. So more Detective Pikachu and the game is good. So I'm, I'm all for a version of it on Switch. I still got to play the game. Yeah, it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, well, the next thing that they announced, because they sort of packaged it as like, here, four big announcements we have, but technically there were five. Um, I'm just going to let you talk about this one, Kyle, because this yeah. is the thing you're most excited about. Because I've been wanting this for the longest time because everyone knows I've been doing the Master Dex Challenge and whatnot, and it's basically get all the Pokemon from each of their own specific games and regions into the Pokemon Bank. Well, 
with the announcement of Sword and Shield going to the Switch, I'm like, well, what's going to happen to Pokemon Bank? I'm freaking out <laughs> over here. Doug's like, oh, they're probably yeah. going to get rid of it. It's pointless. There's no need for it. You know, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Not <laughs> <feel better. laughs> I, I said that my official prediction was that it was going to be a re- like a, a Pokedex reboot where they were going to end the current thing. I will let you all determine whether or not I ever said it was pointless or needless. Uh, I just remember feeling really bad about myself. And I wasn't um, very supportive. uh, Doug is like my second wife. There you go. Oh, not supporting me at all. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, they have announced Pokemon home, which will be a cloud service that will work with my uh, Nintendo switch and your iOS or your Android devices. Yeah. So if you don't have one of those, I don't know what you're using, but you cannot have the cloud or you cannot have Pokemon Home. No. If you're still using you. a Windows phone, how? Good question. Let yeah. us know. Also, yeah, if you so are can... using a Windows phone, are you using Zoom Marketplace? Also, uh-huh. let us know. <laughs> yes. Still waiting for someone to come forward with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So basically, it's like Pokemon Bank, but now it's on the cloud. And you can transfer everything from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home, but you cannot go backwards. You can transfer stuff from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home, but you cannot go backwards. So you can transfer from Let's Go to Home, but not backwards. But you can transfer back and forth between Sword and Shield. Yeah, that's kind of like how it was with uh, Bank and the uh, Gen 1 games. Exactly. Yeah, it make it makes sense given the leap. It's not a reboot in which you can't bring anything over, but it's it's definitely a one-way thing where it's like, <laughs> you're making this decision, <laughs> and I everything wonder, you bring over is this generation forward. <laughs> I wonder three if this would be like the only way to get uh-huh. Meltan and Melmetal. I was thinking about that the other day, uh, about how unique Meltan and Melmetal are, in that they were basically Pokemon created for Pokemon Go, which is the first time a Pokemon's really ever been created for a game other than the core series. Right, and so then if that's the case then what what pokedex would they fit in i do believe technically technically i think just for the sake of numbering and whatnot <laughs> i think it's considered part of the alolan decks but i don't know that that has anything to do with i guess that would you know, be the case anything if, other uh, than numbers you know I've, where it falls in the numbers i've also seen them uh possibly doing it like uh victini in black and white where it's uh, the first pokemon in that pokedex yeah it could be but I, I i i think the argument against that is simply i don't expect to see it pop up anywhere but pokemon go ever yeah. you know until pokemon go doesn't exist anymore which pff, it's not happening anytime soon nope, right. i think it's only going to ever be able to be acquired there and so uh yeah i don't i don't i don't really know because it's not going to pop up in Gal or anywhere. Like, uh, what was that little that little thing, uh, that little green thing from X and Y? Zygarde. Yeah. 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 So it's not going to be like that, where it's like, oh, here's this thing. We didn't really do a whole lot with it. We're just going to like throw it into the next one. There's no need to do that here. So anyway, that was a long way of saying, yeah, I think it'll only ever be able to be acquired in Pokemon Go. So for your, for your master decks, it's just going to be originated exactly. in Pokemon Go. Yeah. So pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, also, it's certainly helpful for folks who are doing huge Pokedex challenges. Yes. And I mean, if you have something from, let's say, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, and you want to trade all the way up, you can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you can also trade through Pokemon Home. That is nice. 
mm-hmm. weird, but nice. So say Doug and I are hanging out one day. We forgot our switches at home, but we want to trade. Well, mm-hmm. if we have a uh, Pokemon home on our phones, we can still trade that way. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be fun, but uh, also quite scary. If next thing you know, you're going to start seeing it in the news. Oh, well, this guy got uh, uh, his phone got taken. What happened? Oh, he wanted his Pokemon bank. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I just want access to your Pokemon bank. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of a weird thing to think about. <laughs> Walking through a dark alleyway, someone yeah. happened to walk up to me and he said, give me your bank. Yeah. <laughs> you want to trade? Yeah, totally. And then just like steals your phone and runs. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's wild. Because of course you're not actually stealing you're not stealing anything other than like the doorway. <laughs> Which works. <Yeah. laughs> but just don't wow. set it for automatic sign in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. So- Protect your phone at all costs, Kyle. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> so the next thing announced, and I'll let you talk about this, Doug, is Pokemon Sleep. Yeah, um, I, I'm i going to confess something here. It's not actually the thing I'm most excited about, but it felt like it matched yours really, really well. So uh, that's why I picked it. You didn't have to do that, but I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Pokemon so Sleep. Oh, thanks. Uh, so Pokemon Sleep is another thing they announced that is an app. And basically, they sort of compared it to Pokemon Go. Uh, but the sort of flip side of that, like Pokemon Go is all about like being active and training your Pokemon while you're on the go. And this is apparently doing all that, but while you sleep. <laughs> so in some way, shape or form, this app, along with the new Pokemon Go Plus Plus, will be able to track your sleep and somehow you will get some sort of benefit to your Pokemon by sleeping. So I don't know how they're going to incentivize that or what. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, something to the effect of we're tracking, you know, how long you sleep and sort of like the health of your sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it has something to do with tracking your sleep and benefiting your Pokemon that way. The uh, Pokemon Go Plus Plus basically sounds like a Pokemon Go Plus, but with the new ability to uh, work with this app. So there's probably a little bit of new tech in there. Basically, it sounds like it's going to be something akin to a Fitbit. Yes, yes. It sounds very similar to that. What's what's strange about that is I'm really curious to know how they'll incentivize and create sort of goals based on just sleep. Like because achievement for like oh well you achieved a full eight hours sleep here's yeah something yeah I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know if it's simply going to be similar to you walk a certain distance and hatch an egg so you slept a certain number of hours and that you get potions or revives or your Pokemon are healed without needing those items or you gain experience or whatever. But I wonder how much of it will have to do with consistent sleep. I hope that's not the case because there are a lot of people who, who I mean, I guess it's good because it would alert you to this fact. But there are a lot of people who uh, are just restless sleepers and wake up a lot. So hopefully, hopefully it's cumulative sleep and not like uninterrupted sleep. (laughs) What's interesting about this, though, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, a Fitbit. You don't wear it. It's like a little yeah disc that you just set on your bed i guess which is great if you don't roll over a lot because 
I personally, I shift between my left and my right side. So I'm constantly rolling around and I'm going to crush this thing. I'm just going to say it. Well, I don't think you'll break it. I mean, it's it's probably going to be similar to putting like a, well, I guess like a Fitbit or, you know, the the little Pikachu pedometer or something on your bed. The concern is just, will it stay on the bed? You know, like, I don't, I, I don't think you're going to smash it. I just think it might get knocked off. Yeah, because I have like a reclining bed, so it's not going to stay up at the top. It's going to slide down to like the middle. Both me and my wife sleep in the bed. So that's just how is it going to pick up me? Is it going to pick up her? Yeah, um, it, it definitely should be a wearable. For are my sure. cats going to play with it while I'm sleeping? <laughs> yes, guaranteed. <laughs> but there, maybe, they, maybe there will be a way to um, make it a wearable. Maybe there will be a band or something that you can get that will be compatible yeah. with the, the accessory. So I don't know. The There's a lot of, of TBDs along with this. Now, one thing that's interesting about this is the whole sleeping aspect. It reminds me a lot of the pokemon dream radar for black and white uh-huh. oh yeah so i wonder if this is gonna cause it just seems a little, like you know like gen 5 should be coming in pokemon go soon maybe they'll start incorporating you know some of the sleeping stuff in pokemon sleep that we're also in the dream radar i swear to god if they skip a gen 4 remake <laughs> <laughs> i'm burning everything down <laughs> Which is probably a wild thing to hear from me, since it's one—it's like my least favorite generation. <laughs> well, I'm just saying we'll get Gen Five soon, just um, in Pokemon yeah. Go. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> uh, just get nervous, you know. Nervous, we're not going to get it <laughs> coming 2050. Uh, hopefully, coming 2020. That's that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. That'd be nice. Know? A Galar style Sinnoh game. That's. Be- I mean. Literally, Beautiful. Sword and Shield is that is literally what most of us have been asking for for years now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have uh, one big thing to, uh, well, actually, two little things to talk about before we can dive like fully into Galar. So let's yes. blast through them real quick. Um, right. There were two other announcements they made during the press conference for which we have very little detail or have already covered. So the first of those two things is a a mobile game called Pokemon Masters. The only thing they really offered is that there was sort of a fun fact element to it and that it began with a suggestion from Ken Sugimori, the famous Ken Sugimori of Game Freak, who wanted some sort of game that featured all of the past and present Pokemon trainers from the video games. We don't really know what it is yet. Lots of speculation. I saw one person say they thought it would probably be some sort of gotcha game. It could be any sort of, you know, free-to-play model game. It could be something totally different. You know, Pokemon doesn't always follow trends or molds. So we'll see exactly what that is in the future. And they were really forthright about, like, we don't really have details we can share right now. So TBD on that. But I'm excited for another mobile game. And then uh, the last thing that they announced that they really announced with very little fanfare they didn't even tweet about it (laughs) which is a bummer Mm -hmm. is the pokemon shirts that we talked about a couple months ago i think they're coming to the united states and i am stoked and my wallet is crying (laughs) because i want them all (laughs) (laughs) gotta wear them all you know yeah i'm excited for this i will definitely be picking up the magnemite shirt for sure but speaking of collecting them all, uh, just uh, this wasn't revealed here or anything, but I, we haven't talked about this yet. Sitting Cuties Johto version. Is coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are so. indeed. So a little little extra news in there for you. So if you collect the little sitting sitting cuties, is that what they're called? Yes. <laughs> 
uh, if you collect those, you now have over a hundred more to yep. uh, to complete your collection. And every <laughs> good luck and have fun. Unknown. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And my Magnemite should be coming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything else about the press conference news before we uh, before we um, totally geek out about the uh, new game? I like their uh, podiums. Their podiums. <laughs> it was a giant Pokeball and a giant Great Ball. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't. I don't think I actually watched it. I just read all the news. <laughs> gotcha. The video yeah. was good quality. That's 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 good. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was very professionally done. Oh, that's totally- <laughs> it's like they've been doing this for a while or something. <laughs> <laughs> These Pokemon people, <laughs> they've got their stuff together. <laughs> it only took them 20 something years. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just do it. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. Lee, you had started to talk about the fact that this game that we are seeing is the most similar to the game that so many fans have been waiting for basically since generation one. So right. what were your impressions just overall? You know, my impression, I, I saw the, I started see, well, I started watching the video and they showed the gameplay and especially seeing an open world element where you're, you're seeing your character running around Pokemon visually there, which of course may considering that it's a, uh, quasi semi open world we're probably not going to get that all the time right but still getting that for even part of the game i mean ever since we started ever since like mmos started becoming a thing and everyone was like we need a pokemon mmo this was exactly what we visualized yeah let's 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 just talk about that first because i think that's one of the things i am most excited about is the fact that they're finally incorporating some sort of open world element obviously the the whole game isn't because i don't know that we're ever going to quite get that pokemon is is structured in a certain way but they've they've shown that they're willing to to mess with the structure a little bit since last generation and alola when they said you know what let's throw the gyms out well this time they're basically saying i don't know let's put in an element where you can just freely explore and control the camera i'm so excited about that so help me, it better be better than Zelda. Oh, please. please. <laughs> Give us beautiful, beautiful camera controls. It shouldn't be that hard, especially if it's only a portion of your game. Um, right. I guess I guess the concern there is that it's only a portion of their game. So if they didn't dedicate, you know, enough time and, and development to it, it could be could be rough. But I'm just excited at the possibility of it. I mean, the fact that, like you said, they've they've added this element where you can just explore and it seems like there's gonna be very different types of terrain and weather. You know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like a safari zone, but for 2019. And it's like you, you're able to openly explore these areas. There are Pokemon that are there. They exist in the same instance as you are. Yes. They're on the overworld. (laughs) And then you can sit here and there are trees you can interact with. You could pick berries. You can, actually avoid a pokemon battle yeah like i mean of course i i figured this element was introduced in uh in let's go with you know actually visually seeing the pokemon but still being able to do this and the option to battle them and to see more than a few at a time mm-hmm. yeah yeah and at, at a quite a distance too right and i mean Tell oh, me- that, that 
distance is beautiful. Oh, I know, right? Oh, mm-hmm. it's oh, it's so gorgeous. So tell me if you guys got the same impression here. It seemed like part of the game, this wild area, literally just called the wild area, part of it seems to be open world where the Pokemon freely roam on the overworld map. You can see the whole, you know, you can see as much as, as is visible, <laughs> you know, on the screen and you can see Pokemon as far as that. Um, and you can choose to interact with them or not. And then the other part of the game is going to be slightly more traditional where you walk in tall grass and you mm-hmm. go on paths and stuff, but you still seem to have some sort of choice on whether or not you want to encounter, because it seems like there are exclamation points that pop up and you can sort of directly go for them or try to run away from them. And that seems to be the other side of Pokemon encounters. That feels, a, that feels rather Metal Gear Solid-esque. <laughs> Do you think it'll make the noise? <laughs> Sounds like a spy movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because you mentioned Let's Go and, and, and the way that they did it, where you can, you can very much choose to just not battle anything if you, if you don't want to. Plus you still have the option to run and um, we were wondering how that was going to be, you know, how much of the map can you explore without running into anything? And then when we played it, we realized, yeah, you can run away from things, but there are still there are still Pokemon that are really fast and that charge you, you know? So, oh. yeah. So so you don't necessarily run into everything, but you at least have some sort of, sort of warning. It seems like the more traditional side of this game is is somewhere in the middle where you don't just... You, you're not running into things without warning, but you don't necessarily know what it is you're running into. Unlike in the wild area where you see the Gyarados and you decide to interact with the Gyarados. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to interact with a Gyarados? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of, but that was the one that I thought <laughs> of. Kyle, is that the understanding you're getting is that there's sort of two different encounter modes, but both of them have yeah. some sort of element of, of being able to anticipate it? Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like to me. Okay. So, well, that'll be interesting to see because because I was a big fan of seeing them on the screen and being able to choose my interactions with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was I was really curious to see if they would get rid of that entirely. It seems like they've actually moved away from total randomness. So we'll see how that feels once we get it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else they mentioned about the wild area as long as we are on that um, topic. Well, there's something you can do in the wild area other than catch Pokemon. Yes, and I know exactly what you're going to talk about. So let's let's bring up a, another new game element, which is Dynamaxing or yeah. Dynamax Pokemon. I, it's interesting. They've basically allowed Dynamax to be any any part of speech. So you have a Dynamax Pokemon. You can Dynamax. Things are Dynamaxing. <laughs> so you can use it however you want, which is great. But basically the idea of Dynamax is that your Pokemon become giant. And I guess in Japan it's called Dymax which as Toku people, <laughs> we realize just means like really large and maximum. So that's kind of where it comes from. Uh, I saw a lot of people basically saying like, Kaiju Pokemon, like it is here. Um, <laughs> so that's exciting. It's basically this generation's mega evolution or Z move. So I guess in, com- in comparison to those types of things, like what do you guys think of Dynamaxing? Well, I just want to say, first off, we've had Kaiju Pokemon before. It's called Island of the Giant Pokemon. Yeah, and now we we know that maybe they uh, <laughs> they 
were from Galar or something? I don't know. <laughs> As we learn more. <laughs> Giovanni went to Galar, learned about these po- giant Pokemon, yeah. and brought it to Kanto. There you go. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not robots. Yeah. Totally not. I mean, come on. <laughs> Alakazam <laughs> versus Gengar? I mean, yeah. yeah. The not robots at all. Mystery Pokemon at the lighthouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Visitor from Galar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the prime opportunity to i mean considering they did it with i choose you they could totally this is a prime opportunity to just completely retro like just ah uh, what's the word just retcon some stuff there we go <laughs> yeah just go back and rewrite history you know we have we now have a unifying theory <laughs> of dynamax <laughs> so, it's a very interesting concept um like you said it's the new mega evolution and z move yes so because this is also with something that you have to wear around your wrist mm-hmm. i'm curious if this means that mega pokemon cannot dynamax well there's a lot of unanswered questions Oops, there's a lot of unanswered questions because there was some language that i thought was really important in in the video where mm-hmm. where the the guy who was talking about it specifically said in certain locations in the galar region pokemon will be able to dynamax mm. they also mentioned that stadiums are specifically built for mm. dynamaxing that's why we've we've we're seeing these huge arena sized um gyms and so i'm curious to see what that means like are there parts of the game in which you cannot dynamax can you only dynamax in trainer battles can you only dynamax you know is it this sounds like too serious for pokemon but it, it, i don't think it would be based on detective pikachu are there certain legalities involved in dynamaxing you know if, if, if everybody's dynamaxing their pokemon anywhere they want i mean yeah next thing you know you happen to run into a ratata in the wild all of a sudden <laughs> Exactly. Wait, exactly. giant Kabuto. Is this what oh, happened gosh. to the Torterra in uh, Detective Pikachu? There you go. See, there unifying go. theory of Dynamaxing. Dynamax experience. <laughs> exactly. But I do think that's an interesting question, Kyle, because what kind of Pokemon are or are not going to be able to Dynamax? What type of Pokemon are or are not going to be in this Pokedex because of Dynamaxing? Mm-hmm. You all saw the memes about Waylord. Is Waylord going to be in this Pokedex? Ooh. Probably not. Oh. God. <laughs> Onyx, Steelix. Well, Steelix Party. will be. Waylord yeah. is isn't Waylord larger than Onyx or Steelix? Or Waylord yeah, is the largest Pokemon there is. Yes. <laughs> right. So I mean it's already d- 40 feet long. You're not even so going to be able to see your avatar. Right, right. So it, it does it does bring up a lot of questions. Plus, mm-hmm. every time we have a new generation and a new mechanic like this, we ask the same types of questions, right? Will we still be able to mega evolve? Will we still be able to use Z moves? Um, somebody did point out that the professor of this region appears to be wearing a Z crystal around her neck. Um, so I will not be surprised to see some sort of Z move element. But at some point, they have to juggle all these balls and figure out you know, what's taking priority and, and how do we organize that? And if, right. if you can do this, can you do that? If They're you're coming. wearing the Dynamax brace, can you not wear a Z-move brace? Can you, you know, you know, like. Well, I don't think in Sun and Moon, a mega evolution Pokemon can use a Z-move. So. Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't think they can. Right. Cause it's kind of one of those things where you have to choose one or the other. In, right. Cause one, it's a held yeah. item for the Pokemon. Right. And so I guess there then becomes a case of, well, 
what gimmick is going to work against the other? Will they happen to, will they clash as far as like mechanics go? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and I mean, considering they're putting this on the switch and the processing power of the switch is infinitely greater than that of the three. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain they've, I'm, at least I'm hoping that these are things that they happen to iron out during the lengthy development cycle that they've taken with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are definitely statistic elements to Dynamaxing. They specifically said that you're not just increasing in size, you're increasing in strength and all of your moves mm-hmm. turn into maximum moves. Uh, they've, they've sort of balanced that out with the fact that you can just like with Z moves and mega evolution, you can only do it once per battle. And even further, it only lasts for three turns. So not only is it a sort of hail Mary effort, which is typically when I'm using mega evolution is like, Oh shoot, I'm, I'm maybe not winning this. It's time to pull the trigger on the mega evolution. You can't really do that with this one as much because you only get three turns of it. Mm -hmm. So I actually kind of like that. I actually, I'm not a huge fan of these types of gimmicks, but I accept them. I know that they're sort of necessary to keep the games new and fresh and stuff like that. Um, So I do like that if they're going to do something like this, they put in measures to ensure that it's strategic, like the only lasting three turns element of it, or the, you can only use the Z move once element of it. So uh, from that perspective, I, I I can get behind it, and it's super memeable. It's already hilarious on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's it's so good, so good. So with Dynamax Pokemon, we also get uh, a new form of battles. Yeah, in the wild area. Yes, called Max Raid Battles, mm-hmm. which is funny because like when we first see this in the first trailer, they don't say what it is yet, and no. I'm like that looks a lot like a raid battle. Oh yeah. my god! And it turns out it's a raid battle. Yeah, it's interesting because we're now seeing how all these different formats are influencing each other. We saw very, very much how Pokemon Go spawned not just influence but pretty much spawned pokemon let's go and now we're Mm -hmm. seeing how raid battles are influencing the core series so how does it work well basically (laughs) uh four trainers they work together to challenge a wild dynamax pokemon yes um we got to see two examples of this in the trailers uh first was a gyarados and second was a weavile which i thought was a great choice Ooh, we saw we saw some others too you want to know how i know because one of them was a Clefable. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but like you, the two main examples that they show us. Right, right. So they basically stay giant the entire time, which is a lot like a raid battle in Pokemon Go. You battle this giant Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it shrinks down when it's done. Only one player can Dynamax their Pokemon, which I think is very interesting. Well, I think it's that strategic element again, yep. right? If you if it's four on one and all four of you can Dynamax, one, how do you fit on the screen? But two, yeah. I mean, is it a challenge if four of you are, mm-hmm. you know, basically using 12 turns of Dynamax? So then you have to then you have to communicate with the other trainers to figure out, okay, well, who's going to Dynamax and mm-hmm. who's got the best Pokemon, who's got the type of fans, who's got the best IV, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So then you get into the, so then that kind of caters to the older crowd as well as the younger, because you've got, of course the, you know, the playability and everything is geared towards your younger players, but something like that, that starts kind of teaching you strategy and things like that, which, I mean, that'll bring in that, those older players. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be really interesting to see 
the the difference between trying this with your friends, trying this in person, trying this online, trying this with strangers. Like, <laughs> are they going to enable voice chat for this for when oh. you try to do this with strangers? Or is it going to be like uh, who's going to do it first type of thing? <laughs> did they mention, uh, did they say anything about whether this would be like a match made type deal? I don't know. It, it looked like maybe you would be able to choose to enter the wild area online and then encounter other trainers in the wild area. I don't know if that's how it's going to work. That's just me sort of uh, assuming from the footage we got, which was the protagonist running up to one of those beacons and other Mm -hmm. trainers already being there. Right. I'm not really sure. I'm guessing that that's going to be sort of an option similar to like the underground where you could run into people in the underground Mm -hmm. um, by choice or whatever. So we'll, maybe it'll be something like that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully smoothly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, If not, it's uh, well, We'll see. I, I would like to th- like to think that they've they've learned lessons along the way, and this also isn't you know this is this is a game freak game. So hopefully they they've been doing everything uh, the right way to make this fun in in every way possible. Yeah, I'm a Dynamax my top percent ratatata. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a couple other things with the max raid battles. You like like Kyle said, you can catch it. Um, there are certain Dynamax Pokemon species that only appear in certain locations in the wild area or only appear when certain weather is happening, just like regular Pokemon. And there will be some Pokemon that can only be added to your Pokedex through max raid battles. I'm assuming that those will be ones that aren't necessarily like new, like new Galar species, Mm -hmm. because that would really stink if you were required to do an online element with other people to get a new Galar species. Because if like, for example, if Clefable is one of the exclusive to max raid battles, I don't have to do that. I can bring in a Clefable from another game. If it's a new Galar species, you can't do that. So hoping that there are no new Galar species that are exclusive, save maybe one, you know, so that you only have to do it once, but time will tell. Yeah. It would be cool. as like a post game or something like that one of the other starters becomes something like a max raid battle. That would, (laughs) that was the funniest thing about seeing the Dynamax Pokemon was seeing the starters as Dynamax Mm -hmm. Pokemon, like seeing Raichu or Gyarados, uh, Gyarados as a Dynamax Pokemon. Wasn't that weird. You're like, Oh, this is intimidating. But then seeing like Sobble or score bunny at like, 50 feet tall like it's just like cracking me i up. lost at the groupie <laughs> i know it's just it's like slamming its like little twig but mm-hmm. its twig is now the size of a sequoia <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> and then like also like your pokeball turns into like a giant beach ball size pokeball it's like a disco ball yeah <laughs> it's and, like, it's really cool i want to make a lamp like that I love how, like, in the trailer, you throw it at the Pokemon, it catches, and then it falls to the earth, just creating a crater. Yes, there are so many craters and in then the Galar region. <laughs> they just kind of pick it up like it's, like, it makes a crater, <laughs> and then they pick it up like it's light as all get out. And it's like, are, what? Yeah. Is, is, this, is this Mjolnir? <laughs> the entire Galarian population has just incredible upper body strength. <laughs> they only skip leg day. <laughs> That's all they do. <laughs> well, we did, as uh, with any 
proper Pokemon Direct, get some new Pokemon species from the Galar region. We didn't get a lot. um, So I'm still looking forward to more info dumping because we got, I believe, what is it? Eight new Galar species, which not a ton. So um, now I have a question. I'm looking at the notes here. Uh, Yeah. You put down the typing. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing that in the direct. Was that actually in the direct? It was not in the direct, but they did tweet uh-huh. little little character cards for each one. Gotcha. Except for, I think, the mascots. I don't think they tweeted the character cards for the mascots. So that's how we got typing. So we do know the typing for five of them. Technically yeah. six. Technically six. Oh, no, no, five. My five. bad. I see how five you did it. Never mind. <laughs> yes. Um, uh-huh. The first one we got is already is already famous on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed. It's sort of the rowlet of its of this moment because the internet is obsessed with it. Uh Sobble, step aside because Wooloo is here. <laughs> the normal type sheep Pokemon that rolls around when it gets scared. <laughs> oh gosh. It's great. the new mill tank. <laughs> It it's is. Miltank and Reap combined together. Yeah, bears are starting. Oh gosh! Like, are you imagining another uh, another like gym leader just rolling oh, out? Just, just <laughs> constant, just a giant freaking ball of fluff using uh-huh. rollout for five freaking turns. What if Whitney's is a returning gym leader to the gallery? Yeah, Whitney's back, <laughs> and she uses like a whole herd of Wooloo. Oh god! So next, you know, you've got Miltank, and then you finally defeat Miltank, and then she throws out Wooloo, and, <laughs> and you're, you're like, like, "Oh, this will be fine. It's so cute." Nope, it won't be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney, do not get any ideas. Yeah, please don't, Whitney. Whitney is uh, has traumatized enough of us. Uh, she doesn't need to do it to a whole other generation. Yeah. Uh, next up. Um, we have the grass type flower Pokemon, and I do apologize if I mess up any of these names. Uh, <laughs> Gossifleur. Nailed it. Nice. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> it's a cute little flower Pokemon. Yeah, surprisingly not a fairy type. I would have expected it to be a fairy type just I, because it's so too. similar to Flabebe. Mm-hmm. But I guess because it's so similar, it's nice that it's not the same yeah. type. Yeah. We also got to see that it evolves and it's the only Pokemon that we have gotten an evolution from in this whole generation so far. And it's generation or it's generation. It's evolution is called Eldegoss is mm-hmm. also grass type and it's the cotton bloom Pokemon. And it has such a good design. I think this is my, mm, this might be my favorite design that we got in this direct. <laughs> okay. It's, it's awesome. It's got like this big, like, poofy cotton afro with like seeds in it and it's amazing it looks so good <laughs> you got me a cotton afro <laughs> yeah yeah it's awesome and uh i'm always a fan of of grass design so uh i was pretty excited about these ones next up we have uh what might be my new favorite dreadnaw dreadnaw white pokemon and it's a water rock type and it's basically a snapping turtle yeah, pretty much. Yes. Which is cool, because I don't think we've actually had a snapping turtle yet. I'm trying to think. We've had, like, sea turtles um, and tortoises. And that's it. Yeah. I think this is the first one we've actually gotten that's, like, this particular, like, species of turtle. Yeah. You could... I think at this point, you could have a full turtle team. Okay. Right? Um, well, yes. yeah, but there's going to be a lot of water and rock types, and then, like, one fire. And two fire, because you have Turtonator and Torkoal. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a well-balanced team. I forgot team. about Turtonator being a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got Turtonator, Torkoal. Turtonator's like a soft-shell, like, Turpentin or something like that. Yeah, not yeah. Torterra, Blastoise, Shuckle. <laughs> Shuckle is not a turtle. <laughs> it's a bug. It's like a weird worm in a shell. No, he's not a bug type, is he? I forget. He's a, he, he's bug, a rock. bug rock. Okay. Yeah, he's he's weird. I mean, I love him, but he's weird. What is- <laughs> Yay, I'm evolving. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also saw what I think is a really cool but very surprising design in Corviknight, which is a yes. flying and steel type Pokemon. It's a raven Pokemon, and it is like seven feet tall. This thing is huge and terrifying and just like darkness. And the information on the character card was absolutely just amazing. <laughs> Does it have, did they have like little Pokedex entries or anything like that? Um, I'll have to look it up again. There was something, there was something that was mentioned by Pokemon, like by the, I think it was the Twitter. I like apologize. Little supplemental uh, explanations or like little details about them. Right. It was. I know it was... in the direct, they said oh, that it's yeah. basically a taxi service in the region, which I thought was really surprising because at the time I assumed it was a dark type. And I was like, there's no way this Pokemon's just like cool with taxiing people around. Uh, but then I learned it wasn't a dark type. So uh, egg like on my six, face. Like six feet. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's um, bigger than people. <laughs> so fun fact I found out Corvi or something, someone said is the. Uh, latin name for raven there you go. here we go my um, wife taught me that <laughs> it was one of the uh one of the tweets that they had made introducing the new pokemon and the tweet for corvanite it says corvanite is said to be the strongest pokemon living in the skies of the gilar region oh corvanite possesses superb flying skills and high intelligence because of this many work for the company called gilar taxi oh. helping transport people from town to town hmm that is interesting because when I first watched the direct, I was like, okay, so this is one of the ride Pokemon in this region, but it's a, like you said, it's like a company. And if you, if you, there's one shot in the, in the direct where you can see that it's like perched in a, in the middle of a city. And what mm-hmm. it's perched on is almost like a, uh, looks kind of like a Ferris wheel car that you must jump into. And then it like carries the car around, which is pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But I but wonder also, if that company will be significant in the game or if it's just going to be like a, a thing with the Corviknight. Almost like a ride, Pokemon ride, like yeah. in uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah, absolutely. But it seems like um, it, it seems like they're doing just like city to city, like almost like uh, like teleporting checkpoints in right. a lot of RPGs. It seems like that's kind of how they're they're doing it. Okay. But uh, I guess that's I mean, I guess that's very similar to ride Pokemon. So. so- do you think this Pokemon has a pre-evolution? Yeah, let's do some speculation. I do. I think that Corviknight is is just it. I don't think it evolves. I don't think it has a pre-evolution. I think it just is what it is. Okay. I also suspect that Dreadnought might be like that too. Mm-hmm. See, I think Dreadnought has one more evolution in front of it, or like it evolves into something. But Cor- I feel like Corviknight might actually have a pre-evolution. Hmm. Lee, any... Uh... Any speculation on the Dreadnought Corviknight evolution um, lines or not? I fall. I'm kind of falling in the, in agreement with that. Corviknight might be might be it in and of itself, but Dreadnought looks like it has potential. It looks like it could become something. Oh my gosh, that thing would be so huge and terrifying. 
Mm-hmm. And but I'm I mean, here for it if it happens. That's the thing is that if it if it follows well, unfortunately, Tortinator kind of kind of breaks that cycle. Mm-hmm. But the turtle slash tortoise type Pokemon that we've gotten are usually parts of an evolution chain. Well, yeah. uh, Torkoal uh, doesn't, but Torkoal doesn't. Torkoal, right? Okay, but so the fire Pokemon for whatever reason seem to be the ex the exception there. Right. So, so maybe it'll be, but maybe it'll be in and of itself, or maybe we'll get some cool stuff out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm very excited to see like what, like what these Pokemon's relationship to other Pokemon will be, because we did only get the one evolution. I suspect that Eldegoss does not evolve. I'm, I'm guessing that it's just Gossifleur and Eldegoss. I think it's probably yeah. just a one stager. And uh, I have to believe that Wulu evolves oh, yeah, because I'm definitely. really hoping hoping so bad that wulu is this generation's it's like sheep aren't rodents but usually this spot is taken by a rodent i'm hoping that mm. this is this region's like ratata slash centret slash whatever typically takes that spot hoping that they're moving away from it being a rodent and it'll just be this fluffy rolling ball of fleece <laughs> uh, speaking of rodents uh-huh. um someone had pointed out that uh, when they were looking at like uh, the uh, people in attendance at the gym battle, there was yes. a kid wearing a green shirt and a chipmunk on it. Yeah. So this was I saw this from uh, uh, his name is Shane on Twitter, and he pointed out this is where I saw it at least. He pointed out that there was a kid in the crowd in the arena, and if you pause it, it has a silhouette of a Pokemon that at first you might think is like a Pachirisu. But yep. it doesn't have the same. It doesn't have exactly the same silhouette, and it doesn't have the same markings. So there are a lot of people speculating that there's going to be some type of squirrel or chipmunk Pokemon that we just haven't seen yet because of that T-shirt. So I'm excited to see if that's the case I mean, because I love Pachirisu's design. What if it's? I mean, I I don't know if if maybe Sun and Moon were kind of a beginning of this, or maybe it was a one-off thing. But what if we get like? galarian forms right so there's a lot of rumors floating around about galarian types there are some supposed leaks telling us which ones are getting galarian types and which aren't i haven't paid a lot of attention to them because until something's confirmed i i try not to get lost in it but i would very 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 much be here for galarian variants i think the moment Alola introduced the idea of a regional variant, I was 100% on board, and I want them for the rest of time in Pokemon. Right, and I mean, with the the more exotic we seem to be getting with these regions, it, the more likely I would think that something like this would happen was be that you've got different parts of the world where because of their different ecosystems, they po- different Pokemon happen to I well I evolve. Yeah. I know it's weird, right? When they when they incorporated the idea of like actual Darwinian evo- like Darwinian evolution, it really complicated <laughs> the lexicon. <laughs> so now they're like, "Oh, what do we do now?" Yeah, what do we call this? <laughs> but I do hope there are Galarian ones for sure, especially because all of our regional variants. I'm like racking my brain, but I'm pretty confident saying this: all of our regional variants in Alola were simply Kanto Pokemon. So. If we can get some that aren't just Kanto Pokemon, stuff outside of that first generation that have a regional form in Galar, gosh, that's, that, I would be so pumped. I would be really, really pumped about that. Especially because there are so many artists who do mock-ups of different types of regional variants that do such a great job that it makes, oh, it just makes my mind wander about like all the possibilities, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
So I hope we get them. I hope th- I hope we do. And if it's a regional Pachirisu, like psh, I'm all for it. That'd be that'd be great. Well, the last two Pokemon that they introduced are the two that we got the least information about, but it's expected that we would get them because they are the cover mascots for the region. So these are two wolf type Pokemon. One of them is sword based. One of them is shield based, and they both have Z names, which is interesting. So they mm-hmm. are Zacian and Zamazenta. And they're, like I said, both wolves. Um, we don't know what their typing is, I don't believe, but I gotta assume at least steel, yeah. <laughs> considering they're both sort of armored in a way. Really cool thing about the two of them is that they sort of like power up or armor up. At the very end of the direct, there was this non-game footage beautifully animated sequence with the two of them running into each other and then responding to some third party and then sort of like powering up where Zacian's sword transforms into a bigger like energized sword and then Zamazenta's like shield armor all sort of like I don't know what to call it other than just like transformed like forward yeah yeah it's really really cool it's worth going back and watching if you don't know what I'm talking about because I uh, it just it looked really 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 cool to see them sort of armor up <laughs> like that. It was neat. And the one thing I I do have to say the one really curious thing about this is that I don't believe we have ever gotten legendaries that liken toward each other this much. Oh well, I was you know when we first saw the logos. I was I posed the question like do are we only going to get one mascot because both of the logos have the same head and now we kind of know why but it's because they're they look I mean I mean I was shocked that they had different names because I was expecting them to be two versions of the same pokemon because they are so similar mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think if we've if we've had any that really mimicked each other quite as much as these two and they we haven't really you know I mean if there what if there happens to be some i mean i personally would think that there would be some sort of backstory maybe they came like maybe there's like one individual source that sort of branched off and happened to eventually become these two well i could see that because alola kind of did that with their their cover mascots where the two of them like evolve from the same source um so i could see that for sure this is this is much more directly connected though than those two those right. two are um, or at least aesthetically speaking i mean they, they really do look like just different branches of of the same evolutionary tree which is which is very cool i'm i'm a fan of them do you I, do you guys like the designs like what do you think of them i personally don't like the fact that it just carries a sword in its mouth <laughs> this apparently is a thing because there were so many comparisons to other media where wolves were carrying swords or knives in their mouths. So I'm not sure what the reference is. I don't know what it's alluding to, but apparently that's a thing, but I I totally get it though, because like what happens to the sword? Exactly. Like what has talk or whatever. It's like Optimus Prime's trailer. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Goes into some pocket dimension. I kind of thought maybe like the sword was going to be like its tail or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. I wonder if when it battles the sword, like, so we're assuming they're steel type, right? But a lot of legendary Pokemon are dual types. Um, So maybe, you know, maybe one is psychic and one is dark. Or I mean, that wouldn't be a great pairing, but you know what I mean? And so maybe Mm -hmm. if Zacian is a psychic type as well, it doesn't necessarily have to attack with the sword in its mouth. I don't know. 
but I, I can see where you're coming from with that. I think it's kind of cool, but yeah. um, but it's and it's then, very it's very impractical. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll be honest. When I first saw the shield one, I thought it was a lion for a second. It's yeah, it looks very very lioness. I do. I do have to admit that I was a little disappointed that uh, that Zamazenta was a canine because I first saw the shield and I wanted to make so many shield liger jokes. Zoid <laughs> hmm. <laughs> fans, uh, all five of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like why I'm so excited about the two of them because normally, you know, normally mascot like cover mascots don't really do it for me. I, I, I tend to think they're over designed or they're, you know, there's something about them that doesn't connect with me very much. I think in this case, because they are so similarly designed to one another, even though they're certainly over designed, like any other legendary is, I'm just really intrigued by the fact that they're so similar. Like they don't feel arbitrarily connected to one another. So mm-hmm. I think that's, what's appealing to me, even though I can see all the sort of like bulkiness and weirdness about their designs. Um, I'm excited to learn what their, like Lee said, like their backstory is. Yeah. So, so that's that's what I'm excited about. You know what version you're going to get, Doug? Yet? Yes, I am. I am planning to get Shield. I'm I'm currently Team Zamazenta. Okay. Yeah. Um. What about you, Lee? I have to go with Shield. Uh, Zamazenta kind of. I mean, like like I said with the Liger joke, that really hits me in a personal space. Okay. I plan on getting both. <laughs> Because, I feel like you did this with uh, Sun and Moon too. Well, I got. I never played Moon though. Here's the thing: I've never played Moon because that's my wife's. Uh huh. Um. So is it, it is it getting both if you're playing one and your wife is playing the other? Which yeah. Which one is which one are you playing primarily? Oh no, I'm getting to that. Okay. So I always buy the games for me and my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. She never has to buy them. I'm nice like that. I have been tossing up. I said I'd wait until the designs came out. And I'll be honest, I could take either or of the legendaries. Sure. But my wife said she kind of likes the sword one. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll take the shield. But then I thought about it. The shield logo is red. Uh-huh. I've always picked the red games. There you go. So, red, Ruby, Y, Sun, and now shield. There's your, there's your, uh, there's your reason right there. Yep. Looks like this is a this is a hashtag Team Shield podcast. Yeah. Um. So sorry, everybody who's getting sword. You are definitely not welcome here. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. You should all listen to us, and yes. please don't turn us off. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So I will be getting both versions and possibly another Switch, so that both me and my wife can play at the same time, and we don't have to fight over the controller. There you go. That would be that would be good for the relationship. Yep. Because Pokemon's the only thing our relationship is keeping it together (laughs) well let's uh on that note transition to uh something entirely different (laughs) okay people there are new people that we've been introduced to uh in the in the gala region people are good people are nice so uh actually it'll be funny to see like if any of these people end up like not being good or nice because we don't really know that much about them yet Mm. so we we will see uh of course we got a new professor Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an old lady professor, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's, we did. It's really awesome. Her name is Professor Magnolia, and expectedly, she is a region professor studying the Dynamax phenomenon, which mm-hmm. we would expect, you know? Mm-hmm. So when they said her name, I was like, dang, I completely forgot about Magnolia trees. 
Yeah. It's all it's all trees. They're sticking with it. They've done good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited about her. She has this really awesome cane that I really hope she hits somebody with. <laughs> it has a uh, it has a Corviknight at the at the the top of it, which is really really cool. She's um she's like uh she looks like maybe another BA old lady like Agatha sort of has has become I hope with she has more a history with Professor Oak. Of, like <laughs> like Professor Oak has like a whole harem of of uh of ladies that have just like never let their history go because he has a history with agatha too well i meant like a history like you know like they used to be like best friends or something (laughs) Uh, no i was i was completely thinking that they had like a one-night stand before he uh before he met delia ketchum (laughs) okay let's be real here she's with mr mime okay yeah Yeah, no that's true i can't even i can't even deny that i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) After after watching Sun and Moon, I cannot look at them in the same way again. <laughs> uh, I don't ship it, but it's so obvious. Yes, <laughs> it's so right there in your face. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what connections there may be between this professor and other regions, because I think they've they've been more open to exploring the fact that all these regions are connected, and and you know they're not all exclusive you know, places from one another. So hopefully there'll be some sort of connection. They reference some other professor. I'm hoping that she actually has a connection to, is it Sycamore from the, no, it's not Sycamore. What is the guy's name from Sinnoh? Sycamore is, is uh, five. No, that's three. Gosh, I always forget this guy's name. Rowan. Rowan. There we I'm go. I'm hoping that she has a connection with Rowan because that will <laughs> hopefully push us further towards a, a gen four connection or remake. <laughs> Speaking of connections, I do see that apparently there is a she has a relative that you meet in the game. Yeah, so her assistant in the game is actually her granddaughter. So Sonia, who is uh, taking the internet by storm, is yeah. uh, is is Professor Magnolia's granddaughter. Yeah. Um. Someone had tweeted out a caption from uh, Twitter's uh, trending, and it says Sonia, and underneath the there's a description that says the fan art is flowing. Oh yes. Introduction of Pokemon Sonia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter is mad in love with Sonia. <laughs> this game is giving us rather rather beautiful people yes. in Pokemon. Sonia is like the Kukui of this this generation. Uh, First everyone was in love with Kukui and now everyone's in love with Sonia. <laughs> there, there's already a Twitter handle uh Sonia's Art Archive. Oh boy. <laughs> it's, it's already there. Oh geez. <laughs> I don't think I can go there. It sounds dangerous. I'll um, go there. I'll uh I'll, I'll wait till after the show. Yeah, do the research for me, give me updates. <laughs> <laughs> we also met the Galar League champion for I was going to say for this generation but obviously it's this generation cuz it's Galar's champion. His name is Leon and he also has a relative in the game who is your rival. He also has a cape. Yes, a very pro cape. That's another reason why I'm I'm team um shield is because uh Zamazenta has basically a cape which is mm-hmm. awesome. So all for capes, everyone should have capes and uh Hop, hopefully you will eventually have a cape like your older brother Leon. So Hop has cool a, hair, though. I hope your that rival we get has, to design our characters. We get to add a cape. I hope so. It looked like I mean, they were. You definitely are going to be able to customize your clothes because when they showed the wild Dynamax raid battles, mm-hmm. each trainer 
wasn't wearing the exact same outfit and it wasn't just color variations. So we'll definitely be able to change clothes again, well, which is cool. There was is- a, uh, a contest to uh, design a t-shirt f- in that will be in the game. Oh, and a t-shirt won, but then uh, they had to disqualify the winner because apparently the guy who created it sold like two or three shirts before. Oh, and you can't submit one that's already right. been sold. Oh no. <laughs> and then I guess uh, the, the next runner up was like a plagiarized one or something like that. Oh my so gosh. Like, yeah. So they're like, yeah, we're just going to cancel this. Uh, Jeez. Contest. Why is this such a problem on the internet? Why can't people just design their own t-shirts <laughs> well, and follow t-shirt rules? <laughs> I, I, I don't blame the guy f- who had sold his. Oh, yeah. The first guy, I mean, that just sounds like a uh, unfortunate sort of rules type type thing. Where it's yeah. like, crap, I've already sold some of these. <laughs> but the second guy, or whoever that is, I don't know. Not, mm. not about that. And we got our first gym leader. We did get our first gym leader. This is, uh, it's a grass gym leader, so I'm excited about that. But mm-hmm. M- Milo <laughs> is is the gym leader's name. Bizarre design. I'm, I like that it's it's yeah. a different body type than we're used to getting in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But what a what a what a that, interesting looking dude. He has no <laughs> nose. He looks like oh, I'm. <sighs> I'm going to kind of cross fand- fandoms here for a second. Go for it. You know, being a, I, th- I think it's a dad thing, but <laughs> he reminds me of Big Mac from My Little Pony. Oh? <laughs> so I really, I mean, if if you happen to start battling him and next thing you know, he goes, yep, I'm, I'm just going to fall out. <laughs> he seems like a fun character. Yeah. But- what a I think he he seems like he's also going to be real goofy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's obviously meant to be like a gentle giant type character. You know, he's this really ripped uh dude that has like a really like huge smile and he's got freckles and a big gardening hat and stuff. So he's he's meant to be that type of character. I can't wait to see him in the in the show because that'll <laughs> that'll be wild. Yeah. He's just like, hey, is, do you have a problem? It's, is there anything I can help with? And Ash is going to be like, oh, he's so huge. Yeah, I know. I, and you know what? Milo might end up being like my favorite based on the show. But the little bit we've seen right now, I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm terrified by you or <laughs> endeared to you. I'm not really sure how to feel right now because you're kind of terrifying. <laughs> hilarious moments with Milo. Yes, the one very, thing very much. That freaks me out a little bit is the fact that it looks like he has no nose. He does if he if you're looking at him from the side. Yeah, I I saw it uh, rewatching the video. I saw him briefly with the nose, but mm-hmm. it's like when the camera's like right on him. Yeah, like oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it, goes- yes, yes, exactly. He also um, there's a lot of factors that make him. I hate to say unsettling, but it's a little unsettling. The fact that his nose sort of disappears, and the fact that he. He's like such a huge, like I could punch your face off body type, but he's like smiling. And he also has, is it silent? I think has similar eyes like this. He has sort of Um, like the newer style mm, Pokemon mm -hmm. character eyes where they don't have, there's no whites in their eyes. There's it's like, it's just a lot. There's a lot going on with Milo's design, but I have a feeling his personality is going to win me over. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a cool dude. Um, I mean, just that, I mean, just, I don't know. I guess that's what kind of gives off the whole 
professional gym leader type deal is the fact that he's got two like almost like belt spat holsters with mm-hmm. all of his right there just where you could just grab him and it's like i need to make this yeah oh for sure i i have a feeling that the characters from this generation are going to be really fun for people to cosplay oh, because yes. there's such unique elements to their designs that uh i'm excited to just see what people do i also think that the gym leaders in this region are probably going to feel more like what we would expect a gym leader to actually feel like than previous ones have because gym battles seem to be a huge event and that to me makes more sense um than everybody being a trainer and everybody constantly uh battling them this makes more sense where it feels like maybe you're registering to battle them and you it's it's a like like in detective pikachu the movie they had the posters in his bedroom where pokemon uh, battles were like an event and like what was it the um I think it was the actor from Drive, was it, who played that uh, Pokemon trainer in that uh, in the video? Oh my gosh! Wait, what? I think it was a fame. It was it was a Toku actor that everybody like freaked out over, and he had like you know a baseball cap, a la like red, and in the Detective Pikachu movie. Yes, and <gasps> it was like a it was like a big Coliseum Pokemon battle. Oh my gosh! I only I just started watching Drive. I think- I can't remember. It was, a, it was a Kamen Rider actor, and I can't remember oh, which wow. one. It was. And huh. uh, so, someone, someone, please tell me when when yeah. this episode releases. Tell me. Yeah, let us uh, know. But and that was the thing is that you know what if gym leader battles are kind of like instead of being well everybody can fight him, mm-hmm. it's one of those well this is a big spectacle. Someone actually made it to the gym leader to fight. Right, like they and, they pass their qualifying battles, and so right. it's and they've it actually big, like like Evander Holyfield boxing match. Type <laughs> deal, yeah, everybody wants to see it. I like that. I like that better. That to me makes more sense, and it actually it makes the Pokemon universe make more sense when when fewer people are actually trainers, and trainers are in a way a sort of entertainment, a la sports. Right. Um, that to me makes a lot more sense uh, than you know everybody being a Pokemon trainer. So I, th- I think I think we might get that vibe from this game too, which is exciting. That so that was that was the big bulk of the news. Um, the only other thing that I sort of prepared or wrote down was I I did write down every Pokemon that appeared in the direct footage. So we know um, we know like ninety Pokemon that will appear in the Pokedex. Well- these could also just be fillers. Potentially. It's possible that they're you know, just fillers. They just need to like fill in some spaces until they actually get to they, you know, announce more of the newer Pokemon. It's possible, but we saw so what we saw were about 40 Pokemon that are not Galar, like new Galar species. Those 40, if you add their evolutionary lines in their entirety, is actually about 90 Pokemon. Sun and Moon introduced about 90 new species, but featured 302 total. Okay. So these these all could actually be in there. I wouldn't be surprised if each one of these were in there. I can read these. <laughs> I don't know that I'll read all 90. I might just read the ones that appeared in the, in the footage for people mm-hmm. who are curious. But before I do that, was there anything else from the actual sort of news element of the direct that you guys wanted to touch on or anything else that you're just generally excited about with uh sword and shield um i hope maybe we get sword and shield mega construction that's about it (laughs) 
Yeah, that would be cool. Because I'm discovering more Mega Construct stuff. Yeah, more Mega Constructs. Construct <laughs> trainers. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. They should do that. I'm all for that. What 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 would be really cool is like a Mega Constructs gym setup. You oh, know, I know you can kind of put them together based on the the bits and pieces you get, but like a real proper. Yeah. Like, this is Celadon City gym set. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That'd be oh, really cool. Uh, I know this is a little bit off topic, but we've already kind of crossed into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the list should be the very last thing because that way people can tune out if they don't care. So yeah. we could talk about anything and then I'll um, do the Pokedex list. I discovered something in Mega Constructs that has not been announced yet. Oh, it's a full Evolution set. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, for 60 bucks, you get Eevee and all of its evolutions. Ooh. Oh, here's a question. Do you think we'll get another uh, Evolution? In this generation, I, like I hope so. This would be a perfect time to get a steel type. Oh, that Ooh, would be dry. cool. Doug, I'm sending you the picture, and I'm going to send you one too, Lee. Okay, all right, cool. I would love to get new, um, new evolutions. I'm going to stay on brand here, though, and and I guess be the Debbie Downer and say I bet we're not going to, though. That's my official. official you know what? Prediction. Someone's got to think logically. I'm, I just, you know, I feel like I'm I'm developing the identity of the podcast dissenter here on Victory Road. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, I'm living my role right now. <laughs> but uh, I do think it would be cool. I, I, I very much would like to see more of them. So this would be a perfect opportunity, I think, to do a steel and a dragon for sure. Yeah. All right. I sent it. Cool. It, uh, I I don't have a lot of the Mega Constructs. I have one that a friend of mine got for me that I think was the Squirtle and Charmander one. Uh, and okay. it was really fun to put together. I like Lego sets. I think they're really super stress relieving. So uh, yeah, I, this one I might I might actually end up getting because I think it, it it'll be really cool. See, I have a lot of stress, so that's why I have a lot of Mega <laughs> There you go. There you go. That'll do it. So yeah, I might get this one because I think it, it it'll be it'll be a really cool one for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice set. All right, uh, that's well, all I got. Lee, you got anything else? Uh, nope, I'm good. Nice, awesome. Also, um, question of the episode. We should do that too. Yes, I was just about to ask if you wanted to do that first. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, we asked what your favorite part of the Pokemon Direct was. We got a few responses, so um, let me not forget that. Um, Toro Cathapsia. Karamusal <laughs> at Digiranger1994, aka Scott, <laughs> said Corviknight, Dynamax Battle, Sonya, Leon, Van Schroeder. There's so much good stuff. I can't wait to move and have a TV worthy of a switch. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam says Wild Area looks dope AF. I'm assuming that means as fudge. As fudge, absolutely. And uh, the Moncast at the Moncast says Butterfree was there. So I know I've got one team slot filled already. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lee, do you want to plug anything before uh, before oh. I do the list thing? Because I want to give people the opportunity to to tune out, but not before you plug anything that you're working on. Well, I mean, I'm, of course, forever trying to work on this audio drama because I'm the little engine that could. But yeah. <laughs> um, we're I'm finally getting to a working uh, prototype with it that I hopefully will record soon. Uh, oh, of nice. course, I say that every 
every episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see any of my antics, you can always check me out at Pirate Monkey, and that's Pirate Monkey with an IE at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And that's also where you'll probably be able to find any of my audio stuff when I start to get working on it, especially when it comes to like the Pokemon audio drama I'm wanting to do. Cool. This is it. I'm going to do it. If you're not interested, we'll see you later. If you are, stay tuned. I'm going to read through what we saw. So we saw, like I said, 40 some Pokemon in the direct, just walking around or in battles or something like that. They, uh, most of them evolve or evolve from something, which totals 90. Uh, So these are what we feel pretty confident should end up in the Pokedex. So we saw Sock, which means throws basically Rhyhorn and Rhyperior. Duskull, obviously its evolutions as well, Dusclops and Dusk Noir. Golurk was in there. Golurk really getting a second wind from mm-hmm. uh, Detective Pikachu. So good good for Golurk. Oh, yeah. uh, obviously that means Golette as well. Ghastly, um, meaning Haunter and Gengar should be in there as well. Gyarados was both in the wild area and was in a wild Dynamax Pokemon uh, raid battle. So that was that's interesting. Uh, certainly Magikarp will, will join that. I'm pretty sure we saw Frillish. I, I, I mix up Frillish and Jellicent's names a lot. So I'm pretty sure we saw Frillish, but obviously that means we'll get Jellicent as well. Um, as the Moncast mentioned, Butterfree was in there. So obviously it's Evolutions as well. Mudsdale and Seismitoad were both in there. So obviously their Evolutions should be in there. Tyranitar and uh, Avalug, which I was very excited to see because I think Avalug is a really cool design. Mm-hmm. So naturally their evolution should be in there as well. There was a Halucha in there, a Milotic in there. Uh, so Feebas, certainly. Mantine and Mantike. Raichu, obviously we saw huge Raichu in there. So uh, Kyle will be happy to know that uh, Pikachu should be in this region along with Pichu as well. We did see a Flygon and a Meowstic in there so them and their evolutions we saw charizard which is interesting the champion leon had a charizard so i'm assuming that means charmander and charmeleon and charizard will be in the pokedex um i find it interesting that uh what originally started out as you know kanto specific pokemon like Mm -hmm. as like the the token starter pokemon for every for every beginning trainer in kanto are now like everywhere and people have them just willy-nilly like oh that's a charizard oh i've got one too yeah my bad ride pokemon in alola or just charizard right (laughs) very very strange bulbasaur out the nose in (laughs) you know in the wilds outside of rhyme city yeah it's funny because it almost it's like they are native to Kanto, but they're rare in Kanto <laughs> because right. there aren't very many. They're just <laughs> they're everywhere else. So it's it's weird that they're native to the place where you can hardly find them. <laughs> <laughs> um we saw a Badoo like just chilling on a desk. So uh <laughs> obviously its evolutions will be in there as well. Bounceweet and Steeny were in there. Pancham was in there, so I'm very happy because Pangoro is one of my favorites. Um, this is a very pro Chargebug podcast, so I was very happy mm-hmm. to see Grubbin in there. We also saw that Growlithe and Inkay and Axew were featured as Pokemon that you'll be able to find. So their their um, evolutions as well. 
Uh, friend of the podcast, Shuki, will be excited to know that Snorlax and subsequently Munchlax should be appearing in these games. We did see Wingle, so certainly Pelipper. We saw Steelix, which surprised me, uh, based on what we were talking about earlier. If you can Dynamax a Steelix, you're uh, destroying a lot of property. Mm-hmm. And then the last two that we saw just sort of hanging out were Braviary and Bunnelby. Just barely, just barely you can see Bunnelby's ears in the corner of one of the shots. Mm. And I find that really mm. interesting considering one of the starters is a rabbit. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then there were four Pokemon that were featured only in the Dynamax raid battle sequences. So they may or may not be exclusive to the Dynamax raid battles. And those were Weavile, Clefable, Doug Trio, and Quagsire. Doug so Trio? I, yeah, yeah. So I assume yeah. that their their pre-evolutions are in the game too, but I have no idea how those those exclusive Dynamax battles are supposed to work. So, <laughs> I mean, if you can breed them, you can get their, their pre-evolution. So they, I, they've got to be there. Oh yeah. So next thing you know, you're going to have trainers going, I've got BDE, big diglet energy. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, Thanks, Dynamax. It does sound like a medication. <laughs> what did I miss? Rotom. Oh yeah. So I didn't know whether to include Rotom because Rotom does appear, but I don't know if it'll be in the Pokedex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it's confirmed that we have another Rotom Dex. Um, it's a smartphone style Pokedex this time around. Uh, uh, and we saw uh, another version of Rotom in what looked like a camera drone in the, uh, in the gym. So Rotom uh, definitely, definitely present. Kakui, what did you do? See, I don't <laughs> mind Rotom Dex in the games. It's the fact that we're probably going to get Rotom Dex continuing in the anime. Oh, for uh, sure. That's like 100% going to happen. <laughs> I just hate Rotom Dex. So it's like you, you just want Ash to just pull out his Pokeball and be like, go away. Yeah, get in the Pokeball. I'll never come so out again. Call up Professor Oak. Hey, my Pokedex broke. Can you send me one? <laughs> like, seriously, why does, how can Rotom Dex not understand what other Pokemon are saying? It's a Pokemon and it's able to speak English. It's literally Meowth. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's like uh, baby geniuses where once it starts learning English, it can't understand Pokemon anymore. Mm. That would mean Meowth is in fact a genius, <laughs> which I don't think would be the first time we've said that on this podcast. <laughs> no, now I gotta go watch baby geniuses again. There you go. It's been forever. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this this episode. Uh, we got to talk about some exciting stuff. Like I said at the top of this, we've been really waiting for news. So I'm really glad we finally got to dissect it. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, Lee. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, And thanks, everybody, for listening and joining us for another another romp along the Victory Road. Mm -hmm. For more information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show, find us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. Uh, If there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about, or if you end up noticing anything in that direct that we didn't we didn't catch or didn't talk about, uh, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to honestly probably dissect the direct even more. Let's be real. Bye. Bye. All right.
fine production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.4rideradio.com. Uh, for more information on episodes and contacts, contacts.